Hello everyone and welcome to the first Affinity Podcast. My name is Alex and today's guest is a magic YouTuber, Twitch streamer and all-round content creator who's been producing videos and games on magic for the past seven years. He's managed to amass a substantial following on YouTube with over 13,000 subscribers and 1.8,000 followers and a sub list longer than my arm over on Twitch. Matt, or Total as he's sometimes called, has produced deck texts for the budget-minded across nearly all formats, including both on- and offline play, box and pack-cracking vids, and regularly streams EDH gameplay content over on his Twitch that both Martin and I have been lucky enough to be a part of on two separate occasions. To say Matt understands and knows magic is a bit of an understatement, and I'm very happy to be talking to him. Hi, Matt. Hey, how you doing? We're doing very well. How are things in your neck of the woods? Yeah, all good, thanks. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on, on the very first episode. That's that's quite an honour. <laughs> sh- there's no one else I'd rather have on, mainly because of time <laughs> zones. Yeah, exactly. We live in the same country, so it makes it easier. Exactly. We're not, we're not part of the, the American sphere, where everyone else no, is from. no. Which actually brings me on to one thing I do want to talk specifically to you about, and something that does bridge yeah. the gap between England and America, and that's all the online things. Now, I can hold my hands up and say I have never touched, played Arena, or Alchemy, or anything that's exclusively an online thing. All the Arena codes right. we get go straight to patrons. So I have no idea what it is, how it works, or anything. So... Mm-hmm. For me, personally, could you just tell me one or a few things that are different from Paper Magic to online? Um, well, one thing I think um, Arena Magic does make it very beginner-friendly because it will take you through the steps and show you. Um, some might see that as bad, that you'd like to learn it you know, actually in paper, like you say, someone telling you, but it really... For a, a more seasoned player like myself, it can make me lazy, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so going from that where everything sort of is just done for you. But for new players and beginner players, Arena is really good for that. If you forget about the economy and everything like that, as an actual program to play Magic, and you compare it to what we used to have, which was um, MTGO, yeah, um, which was very basic, um, basically looked like something that still does from like Spectrum or Commodore 64 days. <laughs> Um, Most people will know what that is, Matt. Yeah, because yeah, I forget I'm old. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so let's go. Oh, Sega, the first Sega, Sega maybe. There you, there you go. Maybe the first Nintendo. Uh, yeah, it's pretty basic. Let's just, let's just put it that way. And with this, because they're trying to keep up with other games, they've made it flashy. Um, you know, lots of characters and animations and everything like that. Um, but it is built specifically, I think, to start off and bring new players to the game, which I think is having something that's easily accessible. You don't, or, you know, if you haven't got a mass group of friends and anything like that, you can literally just sign on, play, you know, from your playing in bed but on your iPad or anything like that now. It's literally an easy way to play Magic, is the way I look at Arena. Do you think then there might be a concern that Magic might then, sort of moving down the line in years, move entirely online where wizards might just say you know what we've already got the art commissioned it's costing us money to actually print these cards and ship them and distribute them and get them to stores 
Let's just put it all online. We don't even have any of that hassle. People are paying us for what is essentially an invisible product. Why don't they yeah, just do that? I think because Magic is a game that's been going on for so many years, there is going to be a large contingent of people that will just want to play paper. Now, obviously, with recent times, things have been a bit harder for everyone to get to the game stores with you know with viruses and everything like that. Going don't mention around. the C word. Um, yeah, the, the dangerous word. Um, but one thing I really I don't think we'll ever be able to do personally is like play Commander. It just can't do it. Commander is always going to be one of the most popular formats throughout whole of Magic, and it, the program just for me just does not. Um, it would never be able to play like a four-player game. This is why they brought in Brawl. You know, like one v one is the way to do it now. One v one Commander is fun, but it's not. You know, it's not really the the way that I'd like to play Commander. I like playing like we do, group of friends. You play it. You know, even when we're not in person, we still play with our cards at a spell table. Yeah. Um, but I think Arena, there's reasons why I think certain formats might die out in paper, you know, like standard. I really do think, for me personally, as much as I might buy booster boxes and everything like that, maybe to open up on the channel or something like that, there's a lot of people now with the way standard is, especially talking about standard with cards getting banned, you put your money into one deck, you know, and standard is a rotating format. So in paper, it's very, very hard to keep up with. On Arena, you craft your deck, you lose one of your Mythics, they give you a Mythic card back. Now, if you lose it in paper and you don't play Commander or it's not good in an older format, that card not only just drops considerably in price, so no one will really want it. It could be a £30 card one week in paper, then all of a sudden it's 50p. Yeah, you know that is that is the problem when you're going to play standard. This is why I don't play any standard magic at all anymore. No, it fluctuates um, a lot. Yeah, I can't I can't afford to keep up with it. You know, full time job, creator, make money, whatever. Uh, you know, lucky to do that, but I still would not put my money into standard as in paper form. No, I said like Commander. Definitely. You can make a deck. It is your deck. It is there. Yeah. Pretty much forever. Like very rarely do cards get banned in Commander, yeah. especially to the point that it nullifies your entire deck. Even yeah. if your Commander gets banned, odds are there is another Commander that can, not as effectively, yeah, just... but still slot in and fill that role. And, you know, Commander is a kitchen table game. If you want to, you know, although, you know, majority of people will go by the whatever the rules committee do. If you want to go like we did last week, we went and played four ga uh, game where all four of us played Golas. Yeah, how did that bad. go, by the way? That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was, but it was really fun. But it's your choice. Now, if you're yeah. going to play, you know, standard, you have to follow. It's a different kind of rule. Now, obviously, if you're playing just your friends, you can play whatever decks, whatever cards you want. Um, but it's just a different, just a different egg. Do you know what I mean? Standard is very. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I go to like a few new LGSs, people just don't play standard anymore. No, we've found very much standard is not a thing people play in our neck of the woods. Like stuff like modern has taken over yeah. a lot more because it doesn't rotate anywhere near itself. Yeah. It rotates with treads and fads and new sets mm -hmm. coming out, but there's always still there'll always be a Tron deck, there'll always be a Jund mid range deck, there'll yeah. always be dredged somewhere at the bottom of the pile somewhere yeah but generally you just you get to keep your decks yeah, in modern exactly. generally 
Um, and plus, you know, it is a format really for people that, although I wouldn't want to put any new players off going to it, it really is a format for people that have got their collection, that have already got their fetch lands, have already got everything that they've been collecting, for, you know, for a few years. And it's a lot easier, you know, if you're playing in a, a competitive, even an LGS where you're trying to win prizes, or if you're going to like, you know, maybe GPs will come back soon. Or GPs, they're not real. What are they now? Magic, Magic Fest. Fest. I, I lose track, wherever they are. Magic now. Fest now. Um, but, you know, you can take a deck there. But if you took a budget deck, you probably, you know, modern is hard to get into, I think, as well, which is Commander. You know, you don't really set up a modern match and say, like, we're all going to play pre-cons. No. That's what's good about the Commander. You sort of, you have a you have a talk, you know, a little talk, just to say, levels, close to, close to, whatever, play it. Yeah. Modern, you turn up with your with your friendly deck, you know, maybe that Wizards have made, like, they're... They don't. They do pioneer decks, but not modern decks. But yeah, but if they pretty did, pretty much will get annihilated. Yeah, you will get annihilated by a top tier deck. Yeah. Well, um, just on the same sort of vein as that, talking about the competitiveness, how because you make a lot of decks, even if you don't make them physically, you will yeah. think about a lot of decks. How would you personally look to a deck and try to make it optimized? Like I've played against your Ishin deck; it is a well-built deck. But how yeah. do you navigate making sure it's well optimized, can play thoroughly, do what it wants to, but then sort of stop from that not going into it being too competitive? Like, are the rules you follow, are the specific cards that you say, I'm just not going to put this in out of principle? I mean, generally, um, I will, you know, for me, in Commander, a lot about what makes stuff competitive, basically, sometimes is even as, as a small thing such as the lands. You know, if you if you if you're filling with um, jewels and fetches and everything like that, you're going to be a lot more. It's the same as when I deck build in standard. If I do my budget decks, and I always say, you know, there's no rare lands. I do budget decks in standard mm. with maximum of five rares. So you're not ever really going to be able to put any rare lands in to make the deck more consistent. And the same in commander. If I want a deck that's, you know, not going to be screaming out the blocks where I can automatically get a turn two, turn three, really good play, you know. I put some tap lands in, which are obviously not very fashionable, but it depends what type of deck you're going for. Um, there will be certain decks that I will leave out certain high power cards. Like if it's a blue deck, I might not always have my Ristic Study in the blue deck. Yeah, I might not, you know, not always have even something like Path to Exile, even though it's a little bit cheaper these days. I might just change it for, you know, try a new card. Maybe like oh, I can't remember the new one from Standard. It's a two. Man. Fateful Absence. I might yeah. just try and swap the cards around, just to lower the power. Yeah. Well, um, something I said to a friend of mine. He had an old Simic. I forget the commander, but he was saying to me, "Look, I'm playing this in my LGS, and people don't want to play it anymore. How do I lower the power curve without just making the deck flatly worse?" And two yeah. things I said to him were the exact same things you said. Put in more tap lands and increase your mana curve so you aren't doing everything on turn two and you yeah. do have to occasionally play something on turn four and not have mana up. Exactly, yeah. You know, if it is it's quite easy when you look at like CDH decks, you know, there's there's moxes, there's this, there's all these zero mana spells. Yeah. Like if I'm building a deck, because I'm a blue mage, so my favourite deck is Tatiova. And in that deck, I've got Force of Will, I've got Fierce Guardianship, I've got all the zero spells. You know, that's my counter package. It means it doesn't matter if I've got no land open, I'm, I can still stop an opponent. Hmm. And my other Tachiova deck will have cards like maybe 
disallow. It'll have different four mana counter spells. It would have something, you know, maybe I can't remember the five mana one that makes treasures and stuff like that. Oh, um, spell swindle. Spell swindle, which is a good card, strong yeah, card. I love spell swindle. But, it, but it's not like tapping out, of trying to get your opponent to come in and play something when they think they're safe and then you just go force will or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, so you just dull. I look for power cards and then gradually dull down my cards to make the deck more friendly and, and obviously less powerful. So but technically do the same sort of thing, but you know, yeah. it's gonna cost me a lot more mana. <laughs> so so is there any sort of decks, any commanders that you look at and think no, no, no that that deck, no matter what you do with it, that deck provider plays the normal cards that you would expect that commander to play with. Mm. Is there any deck where you look at them and go Whatever that is, that's going to be a seven, no matter what you do with it. Yeah, so Brand Arbiter. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Moldrover, even. Moldrover. It's very hard to play friendly with. It's just it's just hard. It just has so much, you know, recurrence. Yeah, you just can't really um, get over it. Oh, it's really hard and you know, I mean i some of my decks are like Eureko, which is obviously very high powered. Um I still think it's beatable. Do you know what I mean? There's, mm. there's Kenrith. Kenrith can be very awkward because it gives you all the colours and it's it's just seems to always have an answer. Yep. Um, there's definitely a few decks. Um, I think Ishin might become a problem, personally, just from playing it and just thinking, yeah, it's just it's just disgusting. Yeah. So, you can get out so fast and yeah, it, it, Ishin <laughs> Ishin falls into one of the categories of decks that I like to say, like. What if I turn it into a tree? Which I need to find a smaller yeah. category name for. Which, yeah. if I turn your commander into a tree, what happens to the rest of the deck? Yeah. It's like. I definitely think one of the worst, though, for me is definitely a Traxxer. Everyone Traxxer. always says a Traxxer. It has to be a Traxxer. There's just no. No. There's just no friendly way of building a Traxxer. A Traxxer um, can be built in several different ways, all of them are equally mean. Just yeah. based upon the fact that she gives access to every color that cares about counters. Red doesn't really yeah. care about counters. She is yeah. bloated with keywords. Her yeah. stats are on par for a vanilla test. And then she just proliferates. Like, anything on that could have been tweaked of proliferate a type of counter. Proliferate one counter. But just... Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It, she is crazily <laughs> powerful. She is just... Um... I used to think Chew Lane was a problem, but I've managed, you know, it's a good value engine, so I've managed to I've managed to sort of get around that a lot more than, um, you know, say something, even like a Loro. A Loro is very hard, stays in the command zone. Yeah. It's just, you know, anything that stays in the command zone is usually going to be a problem for you, like Ed Kamarkov, and you know, if you can't interact with it and it just keeps, keeps doing stuff. Anything with eminence. Yeah, definitely. So... Yeah, I, I I don't mind playing against these decks either. You know, it's not a problem for me. Um, I've not really played against Urza, and I've always heard Urza is a problem, but I think it's more of a CDH deck. Um, uh, I have played with Urza, and Urza, there is, there is no real way, provided you just play artifacts. Like if you just play blue artifacts, mm -hmm. and you play one or two counter spells here and there, because of the way Urza is worded, he can essentially be free. 
yeah. and then <laughs> just be able to even just abuse his ability to create a token that comes in with him that will be huge, which gives blue yeah. a creature advantage, which is weird. And yeah. he gives you card advantage, and the fact that he synergizes so easily with just a already good artifact blue deck that does exist at the top end of Commander and into CDH, like yeah, but it makes it a problem, doesn't it? <laughs> I still say to this day, Urza is what got Paradox Engine banned. If they yeah, hadn't printed Urza, right. Paradox Engine wouldn't have been banned. Urza being printed just made everyone realize, oh wait, Paradox Engine's actually broken. Yeah. yeah, I started building that because I pulled an Urza and I started building it. Paradox Engine obviously was straight in there. Yeah. And then it was banned. And you know, I just never carried on building the deck. I probably should. It's strange, even like as me, who's a real lover of blue. I don't have an actual mono blue deck. Is no. Every time I look at my, I start building it and I just think there's very few ways to build mono blue friendly. <laughs> just there's so, very few. You just, can, you know, you just can maybe keep... go down a creature form and have a bit of fun. But uh, Ma Martin's got them... Martin's got Unesh, which is Sphinxes. But even that's yeah. annoying sometimes. Yeah, because the Sphinxes can be yeah. really. You know, I, I when I did my attach over second deck, you know, I made it. I wasn't allowed any mana dorks. It had to be sea creatures only. Even as you know, the there was that's, that was the rule. <laughs> and and try and doing it, and then realised like I played one game, yeah, played alright. Played the next game when those like big blue sea creatures come out, it was so oppressive to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I'm like, is this supposed to be the friendly version? <laughs> it's like it still wasn't doing it. No, like, well, definitely having some. So, with regards to like with mono blue and stuff like that, do you think? Because it's a massive meme, which you'll know. But do yeah. you think there is a genuine hierarchy of colors and even color combinations? Like, if you um, took everything being equal, if everyone had equal boards, hands, life totals relative to their deck's power level, if one deck was certain colors and others weren't. Like, yeah. is there any color combination where you think that's worse, that's better, or even mono um, colors? In mono colors, it's really, see, I don't see mono. You know, I mean, take Urza out of it and the combos that you can do. I always see mono blue as you're at a disadvantage, and people might think that's crazy, but I really do. You don't generally have removal. Mm. All you have is counter spells. The counter spells will run out. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. It's hard building, like, in straight you go to standard. Competitive mono blue just never works these days. The last time it worked was back when, uh, what was it, Theros? When you had Master of Waves and you had cards like that. It was the only time. Yeah, and then it, really it was worked for me. Then it was creatures. Yeah. Every time now, mono black will work. Mono green will certainly work. Mono red, Krenko, will certainly work. Uh, white is possibly at the disadvantage. I play Lyra, and I can get wins with Lyra quite often, but I can't keep up with the card draw, the ramp, yeah, or anything like that. You know, it really is a is a problem. But so, um, you're looking at color pairings that like a lot of people just really um, take umbrage to Simic a big time. Yeah, um, because then you have the creatures that blue lacks, and you have the control yeah. that green lacks. That to me, Simic, you know, moved into like a Simic mate because it just works so well together. It just has everything you need. It has the ramp, it has then the recursion, 
with green, you know, your witnesses, your stuff like that, you bring back all your counter spells. And, which is why I play Tatch Over. I just love card draw and I love, you know, just playing my lands. I love land decks. <laughs> I just love it. And, um, you know, that blue to me doesn't win genuinely without pairing with green, personally, you know, or another color potentially. So, if we said that if blue is a disadvantage, would you say in mono white, would you say mono white's worse than mono blue? Personally, just from the decks I play, I, I still would favour if I just took a blue legendary and I had, I, I would always go for the Lyra mm. mono white. Always. Just because it has exile, I have ways to deal with it, I have mass removal, I've, I have rafts. Um, I have lifelink. I have everything that's hard, save for blue to deal with. Yeah, you counter this creature, but I've got another 29 that's going to come down and still <laughs> do damage to you. You might be able to bounce it back to my hand. All you're doing is slowing me down, basically. Um, so I would definitely have... It sounds weird. A lot of people might disagree, but I would definitely, income, I would definitely have mono blue lower. Uh, yeah, oh, definitely. that is controversial. I know, I know. <laughs> see, the only I'm white... totally biased, see, towards my own colour. I'm not biased. <laughs> the only the only mono white deck that either of us have is Heliod the Sun Crowned. That's because yeah. I built it. And because <laughs> it is the meanest deck that I can make in mono white. And even yeah. then, <laughs> it's probably a six, seven power level, like a general normal power yeah. level. Because mono white, I just say it lacks card draw. It has fantastic yeah. removal and board wipes, has protections yeah. and indestructible, but it's that tiny lack of card draw, lack of ramp that just prevents yeah. it from really getting. Which is probably the reason yeah. for it. Like if every color could do everything, there'd be no point in the colors. Oh, exactly. No, and um, I think that's what problem that some people are having is that other colors are seem to be. Um, getting a little bit, of, you know, a little bit of help. Green certainly, like green is practically blue. Yeah. Um, it's not, there's not a lot of difference now. They can draw cantrip just as well as blue. Um, they, they they have bigger creatures. They can, you know, they can basically do anything. Green. <laughs> um, when you look at white, you think, you, know, you, you look at some top commanders like Sram, Heliod, um, Aketra, um, Lyra's up there. Um, they only do so much. They won't pull you. They can pull you back into the game with life gain. You know, yeah. They can get your life back, but they won't pull you back into a game where you need to draw that answer. You need to constantly do that. You know, um, there's not enough cards like um, oh, what's the one that everyone hates? The four manner enchantment that makes treasures. Smothering tithe. There's not enough cards like Smothering Tithe. You know. No, but that's and, um, the, but that's the point of Smothering Tithe, isn't it? Like Smothering Tithe got printed jumped up immediately because everyone went oh my god it's the best thing in white for ramp like there's not even a mm. like in Rhystic's case there are similar cards that you can argue about and don't have the feel bads of it but there's literally nothing else in mono white that does anywhere uh, near what Smothering Tide does no I mean we, we got given um, what was it Archaeomancer's map recently there was a nice card in yes. white um, but, that helps out a touch but like you say and tax maybe yeah, but okay. even then, that's just that's probably the best white ramp you get. It's don't miss your Landrops. Yeah. yeah, 
And not everyone will have 35, you know, 28, 30 pounds to go and get it. Exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. Whereas blue or green will give you other options as well. There's not like a cheaper option in white, no. like budget players or anything like that to say, oh, I can just get this. It might cost two or three mana more. No. White which... doesn't have that. It has like, that's your card. Yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> What's he? Yeah. Can we have some white card draw? We have white card draw at home. It's Soul Clan. Okay. <laughs> um, but that, just... that does actually lay on to something else that, yeah. especially with your budget focus, I did want to ask you about. So I'm just going to say a statement and I want to see what your reaction to it is. Yeah. How much do you think that Magic the Gathering is a pay to win format? Um, in what in standard as a format in, in the or? game itself. So take EDH. It's the game itself. Um, so if you take EDH, uh, if you if you if you're not talking top CEDH, where CEDH you probably do. If you're talking just normal casual commander, I would say it's not paid to win. Right. I would say that's because like you know, I mean, probably like you, I've taken. $150 deck. Um, I took a Toski deck, Monogreen Toski. Nice. $150 maximum for the whole 100 cards, which might seem a lot to some, but in commander terms, that's very, very budget. You know, it's like a land worth less than that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I wiped the floor a couple of times with, with really strong decks nice. <laughs> because commander, you can have synergy. Hmm. Once you've got that synergy, Everything just like you know, like Krenko decks and everything like that. You get those mono red, you just make all those tokens. Some decks do need a bit of time to get going, and I think you know, having cards like Smothering Tire, Ristic Studies, Land Taxes, all the you know, expensive cards and the lands will make your decks consistent. But I don't think it's you know, I definitely don't think I see a lot of people's obscure decks just annihilate my deck that I think is really strong. And you think, wow, <laughs> how did you do that? And it's like, you know, budget cards. So hmm. I think there's a bit more scope for budget in Commander, I think, which is which is what is great about it, you know, yeah, all you those can, cards to choose from. Yeah, you can actually get something that might actually work. Like, I agree with you to an extent. Like, I, I do still think that if, if I say to someone, here's $100 and someone else here's $300, go both make a deck on the same Commander... I still think the one with $300 will win nine times yeah. out of ten. Yeah. Just... See, Commander is, is is random as well. See, you know yeah, there's think? a lot... hundred cards, hmm. and that what chucks in and gives sometimes, like standard it doesn't, or modern doesn't give you that chance. You draw your seven, it's 50 cards left. Do you know what I mean? There's four of it. It's, it's a different kind of kettle of fish, I think. With with commander, you do get that you know you do get that chance because one card in every every you know of type will give you a slight edge. Some you know it gives you a help, I'd say. But I know what you're saying. If you know if you've got a, a five hundred dollar deck against the hundred dollar budget, the hundred dollar budget may be working more on the synergy aspect because yeah. that's what he needs to do. Try and uh, you know general power cards. Yeah, and then can take over. Ju just to play devil's advocate, because I agree with you, but I just want to press you a little bit on it. Mm. So that other $300, and you're saying it's a singleton format, true, but then that $300 buys you those little uh, demonic shooters, the enlightened shooters, the things that make yeah. it not 100 cards. 
Yeah, so you've got ways to obviously find it around. Like we say, fetch lands. You're thinning your deck, even though it's a micro percentage. It's still doing yeah, it. Yeah, helps a bit. Um, you're getting to play maybe the spell the turn earlier than the budget player who's gone in with their uh, uh, Temple Mystery just comes in tapped, which is nice, and it scries and stuff like that. But it's still coming in tapped, whereas you're playing your fetch land, going to get your, your breeding pool, and you can then turn one, you know, play your brainstorm, you know, the same turn. Yeah going to get that advantage so i think it's like you say i think it's probably i don't know i'd say i'd go seven or seven or seven times out of ten dear a deck will win i'd still give that chance i'll always believe that 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 slightly budget deck will always you know have more of a chance than in other formats yeah, specifically in Commander. Yeah, with Commander, there is a lot more of you can pull something back, but in stuff like Standard or Modern, where there is play sets of cards, yeah. it is very much a case of if you lose, you're more likely yeah. to keep losing. Whereas Remembering in Commander, Commander the big yeah. thing about politics, which yeah. helps budget players, there's not just I play my deck, I play my cards. If you're a good player as well, if that good player, that budget deck, and he politically works his way around the table. Oh, yeah. There's ways that you can do it. Do you know what I mean? It's like standard one-on-one. -on -one. You don't really talk to anyone. You don't have that kind of oh, rapport. Oh, yeah. I, I am still 100% confident that if I sat down with my best deck, you sat down with your best deck, and got, I don't know, Andrew Mudster sat down with his best deck, Melissa Del Toro would still slap us around with a pre-con. Yeah. That would still happen. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Oh, uh, but speaking of Mr. Toro and design of Commander, slight little sachet, what would you like to see? Because we have had just the year of Commander a few years ago with the big green explosion of it all. Yeah. If you could be in the room and you could ask for something, what do you want to see more of in Commander? More things with eminence? It's your favorite keyword, I know. Or yeah. more things with partner? Less things with partner. What would you like? Um, partner, I'm. I must admit, I've got one partner deck in my thirty-four commander decks. Um, I've only got one partner deck, hmm. um, and I don't generally play it too often. I've got Rogard, um, the zero mana and the oh yeah, Arden, and it works really well. And it's actually really consistent. It's actually quite fast. I think it's actually quite a strong deck. Um, but partners definitely not. I don't know. I'm not really a fan from it, to be honest. I don't mind it. I don't dislike it. I just... It doesn't bother me. I'll put it that way. Do you know what I mean? Um, if I could say anything in Commander, I would probably... If I was sitting in room and say, what, you know, if they say, what would you like? I would just say, please, you print some of the cards. <laughs> That's what we need. <laughs> not just, you know, we need some of these cards like land tax and more we needed stuff to make a, you know commander more accessible to help bring the power level up for everyone i mean to me the pre-cons are amazing they're mm -hmm. the best product that magic makes without a doubt the commander yep. decks absolutely there's, there's nothing better and they seem to be itching away from like when they did with the attractors and you know those sort of decks which have you know were a lot more powerful um, they seem to be dulling it down a bit. That's just my, you know, occasionally you'll get a deck like, um, which one was it? The Elf, the Elafiel deck that was really strong. Yeah, um, that's just Elves. Yeah, I mean, that was just stupid fast compared to the other deck, which was, you know, just nowhere near in its class. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say there's any sort of archetypes that I would like to see back or anything like that. I would just like to see it more readily available for everyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you said, someone comes down with a minor white, they've got smothering tithe, they've got path, swords, land attack, they've got all that. They're generally going to beat the person that turns up with a minor white precon because it won't have anything like that in that deck. I mean, it's very rare that we got Archimancer's mapping one. <laughs> that was right. Wow. Yeah, and look at the price um, of that now. Not smothering tithe it, price, but still. Still a fair price. And, exactly. You know, worth, it's still very much worth it to buy that pre-con because three cards yeah. in it are worth the price yeah. of the pre-con just simply because of the fact that they're the best Mono White can offer. I mean, Teferi's Protection, that needs to come out <laughs> again. It's a stupid price. It's like, was it like, I don't know, 30 quid? $40? It, something like that? But again, it's the best spell that does what it does. The, yeah. the closest you can get is Eerie Interlude, and that just blinks your entire board, but it doesn't stop yeah. your enchantments or your artifacts, and your life total can change. Like, you're still yeah. there. You can still be slapped around after the Cyclonic yeah. Rift. It doesn't generally stop you from dying. Exactly. Which that can do. Yeah, that's the... You know, that's that's what I like. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I'd like to see. Um... Yeah, I mean, they're going through different routes with stuff. I mean, they've they've done a lot of tribal stuff recently that seems okay. Mm. Um, there's definitely some tribals, tribes that needs more support, I'd say. More dogs. Uh, yeah, it, it, they you know they sort of start with an idea and then but then it doesn't really get any back up. Yeah, which um, I do think is a very big thing that's a bit of a problem mm. at the moment. Like. The mutate mechanic. The mutate mechanic, I yeah. loved that. I had a mutate deck, yeah. and I played it quite a few times, and it was fun. But then you're left with the case of knowing that this deck will probably never be tuned up because it's I, such a unique mechanic. Give you a flash of something. Like, you know, when they brought back new jitsu cards, yeah. you know, that was brilliant. I love that. You know, it means, you know, for me, it's like, you know, even though I've been playing for seven or eight years my Eureka deck I couldn't get hard of uh, hold of half the old fashioned Jitsu cards now you give me an option yeah brought it into standard which means then I can infiltrate it into a, you know it gets me thinking oh, I might buy a few standard cards now because I can put it into my commander decks as well um, so something like that I think is good but like you say they need to do more of it they've missed out some really good opportunities like you say with with um the mutate and everything like that that was different. Um, they, they just need to maybe do more of that, sort of bringing it in and just. I mean, mutate was fun, wasn't it? it was yeah, fun. I love mutate. And it was hard to beat sometimes. I'll tell you, if you've got the right <laughs> mutation creatures on, oh, Jesus. But exactly, that, that's the thing of it of having certain things that should not be made evergreen, but mechanics that can be drip fed into it, or tribes that can be drip fed into every little set. Like, my humans deck that we played on stream, I am very confident that in the next set there will be a human in it, because there yeah, are always yeah. humans in it. Yeah, yeah. Is there going to be, you know, a zombie? Probably. But, yeah. God help me if there's going to be, you know, a dog or a cat that's playable in Rin and Siri. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and... I'd love some new angels, please. <laughs> yeah, there'll always be angels, there'll always be humans, there'll always be zombies... Yeah. There might be a yeah. merfolk, but there are certain tribes that do get left very much by the wayside, along with mechanics as well, which does lead to the point of, okay, certain decks 
certain commanders, certain legendary commanders, what, what's the actual point in building them if it's only going to be available to make cards from yeah. one set? Especially now yeah. that one set is just that, one set. Like, you've got Ikoria, okay? What happened to when we had, you know, Theros, Journey into Nyx, and then yeah. the other one that no one can ever remember? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I but mean, that... when, you, when you think about it, it's like, you look at a lot of the old popular, we're talking about Mono White a lot, Mono White Commanders, they all have Bushido. Yeah. You do don't see anything like that anymore you don't see it now for she it might not be the best in the world but it, it's still it's something something to say right you know if you've got your old i'm trying to think shido card or something maybe like um just found one Takeno samurai general Three, three. Each other samurai gets plus one one for each point of bushido do you know what i mean yeah something like that build some more samurais bushido you know just give people some chance to maybe play something a little bit different from the past yeah. or like oh, yeah. you say just don't forget stuff yes Stir, don't, don't just leave it good. off the side yeah. like mutate was someone's baby like someone at wizards thought of that mechanic yeah. and they put it all through the set and now it's just done yeah. like i think with the rate we're going back to all planes give it two years and i'll go back to Ikoria. but yeah yeah by that time like i don't know it's I'm not asking for mutate to be in every set. It can't be an evergreen keyword, but there has to be a nice middle ground, like maybe for some of the themed decks they keep coming out with to help new players. Maybe, oh, here's some mutate cards for this one. We'll make yeah, yeah. A, make one of the precons set in Ikoria or whatever, something like that. Yeah. That would be good. I would like to see as well more, you know, some more creatures printed with like, you know, they because they, they, I love Planeswalkers. So like creature planeswalkers like Kenrith, um, Fright Shaman, you know, probably the best one-mana planeswalker there is. <laughs> um, stuff like that. I do like stuff like that because then it sort of opens up. It doesn't have to be all five colours like Kenrith or anything like that. Maybe if it had two or three or maybe, you know, three or four. Yeah. Um, to me, that would open up a lot of... Maybe people, maybe they don't do it, maybe because people would go down the same routes of, you know, five colour, whatever. Um, but I would like to see that, like, with all the different options and maybe expand on what the colours can do. Like, you know, Kenrith had all, well, I think what the red was, they gained haste, but they gained trample with red as well, which I know can be a thing, but you generally... No, that would generally green. green, yeah. Yeah. Um, the blue was card draw, the white was life gain. So I like that sort of thing. So maybe they could expand and what, the colors can do but only put it on certain types of creatures so you have to mix other colors with it and stuff um maybe people just think they'd be too good Kenrith is obviously really good but well as we know. all saw five color commanders are far too good with golos well yeah golos um sisay weatherlight captain there's a, there's a lot of good stuff but that's what i'm saying i'd like to see him with not the five yeah maybe with three different colors yeah um, going back to the times like when we, you know, when we had Tassiga and stuff like that, where you'd delve and yes, that was that was a lovely. I love Tassiga. He was a very well designed yeah. card, synergized very well with himself. Yeah, really like that. Um, yeah, delve is um, I like delve. I do like delve as well. I must admit, I do like you know putting these big mana creatures in there and like Tassiga, and you could play it for one mana and stuff <laughs> like that. It was quite, it was quite fun. So. The probably last, not last, but potentially last 
thing that I do want to say. It's one thing I'm asked to everyone. Yeah. If there was one card that you could unban, what would it be? Mm, that is a hard one. <laughs> and this, um, I don't know. Commander Wise. I'm trying to think of the Commander ban list because nothing's sort of springing into <laughs> mind at the moment. Um, and a lot of people will talk about. Um, we played Golas the other day. Yeah, I was expecting you to say Golas straight away. Um, I was thinking about Golas just because can although you can build it a way like we say you can build a a deck a certain way to be strong and powerful we had four you know the, the deal was golas but four different ways to build it yeah we had um maze ends deck um i went eldrazi um someone went creature lands you know just creature lands mm-hmm. um and it did prove that you could play golas and if you didn't fully optimize, it was okay. It really did. You know, the game lasted quite a while, and you, you know, you think maybe Eldrazi would win because it's so strong. But the Mace's End deck won. Nah, it's <laughs> so, I mean, they got all their gates. So the funnest deck, and we weren't playing just to let you know. We played to win. Um, actually, won the game. Uh, um, it was quite quite interesting to see it was a good experiment do you know what i mean it was a good experiment to see if, if you could play that um other cards what would i like to see now paradox engine was probably too good um i i would probably like to see because i never got to play with it um hole breacher hole breacher i would like to play hole breacher Everyone, there was you could mine the salt from Twitter when that was banned. Yeah, I mean, I never to you know, it's a blue card, I love it. Yeah, Flash, um, it's a real strong card for Merfolk as a tribal card. Yep, um, I will, I'll happily say 100% that I do not believe the whole picture should have banned. Opposition agent. That's that's the one from that set because they they were very much two cards of the same ilk. They were both yeah. oppressive, and they both essentially did bad things to your opponents. Yeah. Opposition agent, having played against it several times, is infinitely more feels bad, and infinitely more value than someone yeah. else. You know, just saying, no, you're not drawing cards. I'm going to have some treasure. It's like that's annoying. But being able to say, I'm going to control you whilst you tutor, so I'm going to get what you tutor for, I'm going to play what I tutor for from your deck, I'm also going to look through your hand and your deck at the same time, that's that's a lot for, what is it, three mana? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you talk about, see some cards and you think, well, how can that, how does that last and how does this not? Now, for me... I know they always say dying to removal is not an answer, but it does. It does. <laughs> so it's it's a three-two for three, and it has a very strong effect. If opponent would draw a card, I set the first one, draw an instead uh, draw steps instead we create a treasure. So you get to create that treasure. Yeah. But from my experience of playing, I don't know how many games of Commander. Whenever I've had a strong creature, say like an Avenger Zendikar, or say, you know, maybe... Yeah, it doesn't last. It doesn't last. It doesn't last till your turn. 
No way. It generally doesn't last. Um, and for me, that was one I thought, oh. see, I can understand potentially cards like Iona that's banned. Yeah. You know, if you're playing against a mono deck, it completely shuts them out of the game. They can't yeah. do anything. Um, Which is undable. When, yeah, that's what I mean. But when you look at something like Hole Breacher, I'm like, really? You're really bad in that. You know what I mean? Hmm. I mean, it, yeah, it just, that one did baffle me. And I pulled a lovely foil. Oh. Never got to play it. And it just dropped in price because of it. And I'm like, I'm keeping it because in case I think it, it, it's got a potential to unban at some point. Um, so I'm never going to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> never going to get rid of it. But perhaps it might be that case of you get to a point where like command that particular set is now like so out of print, no one's going to pull anymore. So I think that might have been the one thing that pe- that influenced the fact that everyone who was playing blue just ran yeah. it for because we could yeah. because it was still in a print run of a set. It was still relatively cheap, and it yeah. did cause that oppressive atmosphere. Whereas Notion Thief was already a bit pricey when it initially came out. Yeah, yeah. And that I think was one of the problems they said it goes, but it's uh, it's ubiquity, it's widespreadness was one of the reasons why it got banned as well. The fact that just yeah. everyone played it, which yeah. I can see that. There's literally, I was thinking of making a five-color deck with, I can't remember, that was some theme yeah. that I thought was funny, but there was literally just no reason just not to play Golos. He was just the yeah. objectively best five-color commander. Yeah, definitely. You know, anything that can get you a land, and it's any land. It's any land. That was thing. it's any land. Yeah, you go and get your field of the dead. <laughs> that's it, basically. Five-color deck. You know, I'll, what... get, I'll get this land that taps for nothing. Yeah. And when we played that Golos game, like, three of us that got Golos out all got field of the dead first. Oh. <laughs> It's just so funny when you go, I'll get Field of Dead. Yeah, so when I got my Field of Dead, then, and then I, I'll get to cast again. Then I got my, um, what's it called, the Cataracts, the one that taps for the five colours. Yeah. You know, indestructible. So it's like, yeah, I'll just get that now. But that thing is, it was so well designed, the fact that Golos is just colourless, so it doesn't matter if you yeah. colours, because when he comes in, you're going to go get the colour you're missing. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I'm always a bit like, you know, sometimes I think, oh, everyone's playing the card. Everyone's got a whole breacher. And I'm like, it's still one card in yeah. 99. And who is who is this everyone that's playing it? Because it was around. I I played so many games, and I never came up against it once. No. <laughs> and I mean, it's like, who's doing this then? And sometimes I think it's just the rabble rousers. Yeah. You know what I mean? On Twitter, they they start rabble rousing. They're like, right, let's get this car banned. Everyone, get on the train, come on. And it's like, do these other people? Do they listen to it? They say they don't, but I'm sure they do. Well, you know it's, I mean? it's one of those things you can't help not be influenced by it. Of like, you can't, even, no. even if you say like, oh, I'm going to go watch this film, no matter what anyone says, people will talk yeah. about it, and you'll still have your opinion coloured by it. Whether that be yeah. that film was a lot better than I expected, or everyone was right to trash that film. Because exactly. we're human, we listen to people. Juries, uh, in in cases in court, will re- read the papers, and they <laughs> might have an idea of what's going. On. It's just into, you know, people do it; they know what's going to. You know, they. It's just you know, once someone reads something or sees something, they tend to, you know a lot of people just believe it. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter if it's not true; they would just see it. And, you know, everyone played Holbridge, so it's got to go. So got to go. 
So is that going to be your one card, Mike? Unban Hole Breacher. I would definitely love to unban Hole Breacher. Um, other cards, like I say, maybe not. I mean, I can understand that a lot of people do that, but the way I looked at it was that it was the number one commander on EDH rec for over two and a half years. Yep. It was never a problem. Or it was a problem what they ignored it for two plus years. Yeah. Or maybe which, it's a, which way do you look at it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like maybe it wasn't a problem until it was the top commander for that long. Maybe yeah. that's the cutoff point. If anything's commander yeah. for two years, it's banned instantly. If I could give a, to my cynic um, friends out there, profit of crew fix. Let's get that on back. A two, three. I mean, everyone plays the green card now. Um, Seaborn Muse. Yes, but Seaborn Muse is only half of that card. Yeah, but, you know, five, mate, it's only a little two, three human wizard. It's but fine. Pro Prophet of Crufix is two of the most played cards in EDH of Vidalcanori and Seaborn Muse together in one card. <laughs> I play I was around when I first started playing EDH. I put Prophet of Crufix in, strange enough, a Crufix deck, because this is why I, like, yeah. started playing I just wanted to play the gods. And strangely enough, I kept winning whenever I played that card because <laughs> I had all my open mana constantly and could play could things play whenever I wanted. Flash. Yeah. No, for me, it's just a pet card that I'd like, but I know it would never get unbanned. No, that will um, never get unbanned. That was the true one. Yeah, that's, on the, that's the true Holt one. Reacher. That's genuinely total MTG's one card to unban Seaborn yeah. Muse. For nothing else, just so I can quickly sell that foil. <laughs> then it can be banned again. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, I've never said it. That's always the way. You pull something good in foil or alternate art, yeah. it's going to get banned within like the next two days. Oh, yeah. We're talking about when first ever de uh, legacy deck that I built. I, I thought, right, the shop I was living near played legacy. So I thought, all right, I built a, a, a janky legacy deck and a kind of deck is a deck called Nick Fit. Do you know Nick Fit? Yeah, I know Nick Fit. Yeah, so I played that, and then I was three cards away from finishing it, and then they went and banned uh, Sensei's Divining Top. Yep. And I was like, never playing Legacy again. Just proves that I shouldn't have built the deck. <laughs> I gave it the kiss of death. Oh, dear. <laughs> and I think, oh, I don't know, was Caracas in that as well? Did that then get banned as well? Or no, that's banned in Commander. Yeah, it's banned in Commander, yeah. For that's obvious okay, reasons. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that was me done. So that's another reason why I don't play standard in paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being bitten again. I'm not doing it. Oh, listen, that's been absolutely lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on our first hour podcast. I appreciate it being on. So, um, yeah, the great time chatting, chatting about magic. Love it. It's always the best thing. And to everyone else, if you would like to see more content like this, feel free to subscribe to the channel, like this video for more just like it, and if there's any comments or anything you want to post to either myself or Matt, feel free to do so in the comments below, and I'm sure we can relay them to him. Otherwise, I've been Alex, and we'll see you next time.